<sighs> Guys, I am exhausted. I haven't slept in three days. I need to take a nap. Hey guys, welcome back to a new episode of Foods, Dudes, and Moods. Hope you guys are having an amazing start to your summertime, wherever you are. Hopefully it's summer, because if it's winter, sorry Australia, but I mean it's still kind of summer there, it's fine. <laughs> but I'm hoping you're having a grand old time and tanning and drinking and relaxing, even though we've been relaxing this whole year so far for the most part. But you know what? Hopefully you're doing more just in the sunshine. Uh, today we have a really exciting episode for you guys. We are going to tell you a little bit more about ourselves because we haven't done that enough as it is already. Mm -hmm. So uh, me and Megda both went and did the 16 personalities test, which is also known as the Myers-Briggs test, which is a test that you go through to see how you perceive yourself and your personality. And yes. it goes through a little bit of a breakdown of um, each little portion itself. So like your relationships, your career, and how your answers to your question kind of go in that direction yeah so it's not how other people perceive you because obviously like your personality to other people could be very different different but this is how you perceive yourself and like how you think your personality is and stuff like that so it's kind of interesting you get to look into someone's psychology and see how they look at themselves mm -hmm. it's narcissistic as fuck it is yeah but yeah so we're gonna get into that um i'm gonna start by doing mine first so mine came out as the protagonist Yay me, <laughs> um, which is also a ENFJ, which is extroverted, intuitive, feeling, and judging. Woohoo! Yay me. Judgy, 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 judgy. Which isn't actually what it what it sounds like. No, no, it's not. <laughs> um, so protagonists are natural born leaders, full of passion and charisma. Forming around 2% of the population. Ooh, yay, small amount. They are oftentimes our politicians, our coaches, and our teachers, reaching out and inspiring others to achieve and to do good in the world. With natural confidence that begets influence, protagonists take a great deal of pride and joy in guiding others to work together to improve themselves and their community. Oh, so nice. So nice. I like that. So that's a little bit about me and how I think about me. Do you, do you see yourself like that? Uh, yes and no. So yes to the whole, like, I want to inspire people to, like, do the best that they can. And, uh, like, I obviously want people to improve themselves and, like, improve their community. Um, that's kind of just me as a, as a person. Um, I don't think that I'm a natural born leader. I'm not the type of person that, like, wants to be in management one day or, like, manage people. Um, that's not really my thing, but I mean, there's different kinds of leaders for, for mm -hmm. everything, yeah, right? It doesn't necessarily true. mean management, Yeah. but I've never been the type of person that like, I want people to like, look to me for answers. I, it's not my thing. That's not you. No, but I think I'm full of charisma, mm -hmm. you know? I think people should like me. I think mm -hmm. I'm cool. People should like me. People should like <laughs> There's me. no option. You should. <laughs> I think I'm cool. But it says, like, our, they're often, like, politicians, coaches, and teachers, and I'm none of those things. So, um, I don't know. Maybe. We'll see, like, when we go through, like, each and every one, maybe it'll be Yeah, a maybe it changes a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I fall under the category of a diplomat, who, um, also known as a campaigner, or ENFP. Um, so basically that stands for extroverted, 
intuitive feeling and prospecting. So basically what a campaigner is or how I see myself is a true spirit, often the life of the party. Uh, I'm more interested in creating emotional connections with people. Um, I'm charming, independent, energetic, and compassionate. And you can find 7% of us um, populate the world. So Mine's only two. Mine's seven. I'm a rarer breed. There's a lot of us. Yeah. Seven percent. There's a lot of us. <laughs> so do you uh, do you see me that way? What? As like a feeling charismatic, fun loving party person? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, I could I could for sure see myself as this. Um I definitely see myself as a true spirit. I just kind of like, for the most part, go with the flow and kind of just do what I want. Um, also, that changes on a daily basis. So definitely love being the life of the party. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I have so much fun being the life of the party. But I guess I, I enjoy like making people smile or laugh. So when it comes to a party and like, I like stuff like that. Definitely am more about the connection with people for sure. I definitely um, do care about people a lot. Charming, I, I don't know. I guess that someone else would have to let me know if I'm charming. Energetic, I'm definitely very energetic uh, and compassionate. I consider myself an empath, so I definitely think I'm compassionate. So I think you're energetic when fueled by coffee. Yeah. <laughs> right now, I'm not very energetic. I'm Not pre-coffee. I'm, I'm running on, like, no sleep. I haven't slept in three days. I <laughs> just want to take a nap. Just a little nap. Uh, okay, we'll go through our strengths and weaknesses. Wow, I'm just going to give out all of my inner feelings. So my strengths, it says tolerant. I can already tell you this is not my strength. I have very little patience for things. It says protagonists are true team players and they recognize that means listening to other people's opinions even when they contradict their own. They admit they don't have all the answers and are often receptive to dissent on, uh, so long as it remains constructive. This I think is pretty accurate. I listen mm-hmm. to other people's opinions even when they contradict mine and most of the time depending on what the opinion is I'll let the other person have the opinion. Mm-hmm. Even if You just don't fight them. I don't I don't care to fight. It's something that I've learned as I've grown up like a lot of times it's just not worth it. Yeah. So in that I'm very tolerant of just other people think whatever the fuck you want to think at this point in my life. Yeah. I'm not going to argue. Uh reliable. I also think this is a big one for me. Uh it says the one thing that galls protagonist the most is the idea of letting down a person or a cause they believe in if it's possible protagonists will always be counted on to see it through i think so mm-hmm. i think i'm pretty reliable mm-hmm. I think uh, so too. charismatic charm and popularity are qualities protagonists have in spades they instinctively know how to capture an audience and pick up on mood and motivation in ways that allow them to communicate with reason emotion passion and restraint whatever the situation calls for talented imitators protagonists are often are able to often shift their tone and manner to reflect the needs of the audience while still maintaining their own voice. I think so. Mm-hmm. I would I, say so. I worked in sales for a long time, so I mean, like... You have to have that. Yeah. <laughs> the charm. Yeah. And then altruistic. Altruistic? Altruistic? I don't know how to pronounce it, but I hope you guys altruistic. know what I mean. Um, I think that's how you say it. So basically, um, like volunteering? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Okay. Uh, uniting these qualities is protagonists' unyielding desire to do good in and for their communities, be in their own home or the global stage. Warm and selfless protagonists genuinely believe that if they can just bring people together, they can do a world of good. Yeah. I don't know. 
Maybe. Um, and then natural leaders, more than seeking authority themselves, protagonists often end up in leadership roles at the request of others, cheered on by many admirers of their strong personality and positive vision. This, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think I'm too, like, quiet and more of a passive person in, like, career-wise. Yeah. To For someone to be like, ooh, yes, I would love you to be my manager. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I'm not the type to be like this is how things should be done. Like, I'm more of, like... The passive one? Yeah, I'm here to do my work and do it well and leave at the end of the day. I want to be able to do my work good, like, be good at my job, but I don't want to be responsible for other people being good at their job. It sounds very selfish, but that's just... Yeah, I could see that in you. I mean, we've had a few jobs together where, yeah, you're definitely more of, like, the passive one. You're kind of just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. I'm here to do my job. And then I go home. In my, like, future career, because, like, most people know, like, I'm a student. In my future career, obviously, like, I am more passionate about that than other than just, like, my jobs I've had in the past. Like, I've had a lot of career jobs. And I think even with those, like, it just gets to a point where, like, I'm just here to do my job. Like, I don't see a future in it. So why should I really, like, make a whole effort? But... I also just think it's part of my personality that I just, eh, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you my positive qualities. <laughs> um, so number one is curious. Uh, when it comes to new ideas, campaigners aren't interested in broading. I don't know what that means. They want to go out and experience things and don't hesitate to step out of their comfort zone to do so. Uh, we're imaginative, open-minded, seeing all things as uh, part of a big mysterious puzzle called life. Wow, I, I definitely see myself as curious. You definitely love yeah. puzzles. Yeah, I love, <laughs> I love puzzles. But just in general, I'm very curious in everything, including like, especially like, oh, why do people think that way? They think so differently than me. I'm like, I'm the type of person like, why? I want to know why. Um, I'm also interested in so many different like hobbies and and just in general, like I, I want to do so much and I'm always so interested in learning about stuff like that. So definitely curious. Um, next one is observant campaigners believe there are no irrelevant actions that every, that ever, every shift in sentiment, every move and every idea is part of something bigger. I'm definitely very observant. I feel I can, I can, I could feel shifts in like energies or I could just observe and see something's off, um, very quickly. So, um, yeah, campaigners try to notice all these things and to never miss a moment. Yeah. I'm definitely very observant, but I pretend like I'm not. Sometimes I just don't want to deal with it. So, like, I could see something's there, but I'm just like, fuck it. I don't care. And then I just walk away. Care. <laughs> yeah. Um, energetic and enthusiastic. As they observe forming new connections and ideas, campaigners won't hold their tongues. They're excited about their findings and share them with anyone who will listen. This infectious enthusiasm has the dual benefit of giving campaigners a chance to make more social connections and of giving them a new source of information and experience as they fit their new friends' opinions into their existing ideas. 100% that's me. I really, I've, well, at least I see myself as that. Yeah, I think so. I'm definitely energetic. I am very enthusiastic. Just like to go off of the curious things. I like learning about new things and I am I never shut up. Like once I learn something new, I need to tell everybody about it. So definitely that's me. Um, yeah. Next one. Excellent communicators. It's a good thing that campaigners have such strong people skill or they'd never express their ideas. Campaigners enjoy both small talk and deep, meaningful conversation, which are just two sides of the same coin for them and are adept, 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 no, adept, 
and are adept at steering conversations towards their desired subjects in a way they feel completely natural and enforced. Okay. So this is like 50-50. I do think I'm an excellent communicator because I am good at talking to people. And when it comes to like ideas and stuff like that, I, I share everything. I am not an excellent communicator when it comes to emotions. Mm -mm. I, I don't share my emotions at all. So, or how I feel. For the most part, I just keep my mouth shut when it comes to that. And I just kind of process it myself. I can agree with that. Yeah. You're not an emotional sharer. No. If I ask you what's wrong, you're just like nothing. No, no, I'm someone like, I don't, when it comes to that kind of stuff, I need time to myself and process it myself. So, um, also I feel like a burden onto people. So I'd rather just, I just don't, I don't expect anyone to listen to me. And I just, yeah, unless something pisses me off and I have to vent, but that's about it. So I don't, yeah. Knows how to relax. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know if this one's me, but let's keep reading. It's all, not all nature of the cosmos discussions with campaigners. People with this personality type know that sometimes nothing is as important as simply having fun and experiencing life's joys. Actually, that is me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when they word it that way, yes. But if it's just like relaxing, no, 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 I don't know how to relax. No, I always have to do something. Uh, that intuitive trait le- uh, trait lets campaigners know that it's time to shake things up and things, and these wild bursts of enthusiastic energy can surprise even their closest friends. Yeah, I, I can see that myself as that. Your wild bursts of enthusiastic energy. Yeah. Come after coffees. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, all that has to do with like sleeping. I've noticed that if I don't sleep properly, I'm, I'm not a person, I'm a zombie. Okay, last one. Very popular and friendly. So for this one, just reading the title of it, I I am very friendly for the most part, like especially with new people. I'm very, very friendly. Very popular. I wouldn't say so. Like I was never popular in school or like growing up and stuff like that. However, now I wouldn't say that I'm popular, but I'm friends with a lot of people. I would say the same. Yeah. So Yeah. yeah, I was never popular. Like I was always the nerd and isolated when I was younger. However, like, yeah, the older I've gotten, the more I, like, I'm able to show everybody my, like, weird personality. And a lot more people seem to be accepting of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I wouldn't call myself popular, but I do have, like, a lot of friends in different, like, circles. So yeah. I, I basically move from circle to circle. But what it states was um, all these adaptability and sponta- spontaneity comes together to form a person who is approachable, interesting, and exciting with a co- cooperative and altruistic spirit and friendly, empathetic disposition campaigners get along with pretty much everyone and their circles of friends stretch far and wide oh look at that that's just what I said yeah so basically I I have a lot of friends in different circles and I'm able to very quickly adapt to each and every circle so uh, yeah yours all seems so positive and mine's just like (laughs) well no but those are the strengths just you wait till we get to the weaknesses because you better believe we got some weaknesses my weaknesses are very very accurate you think so yeah okay share please share it says over idealistic people with protagonist personalities uh personality types can be caught off guard as they find that through circumstance or nature or simple misunderstanding people fight against them and defy the principles that they've adopted however ill intentioned or well-intentioned sorry that they might be they are more likely to feel pity for this opposition than anger and then carry a repetitive Reputation of na- na- nativity, na- mm-hmm. nativity. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, Being I, naive. Don't, I don't speak English. So. <laughs> um, so that one, I'm kind of like, uh, yes and no. Yes, I could think I can. I can be over idealistic. 
I want things to be perfect as much as possible. I don't think that like people fight against me and like defy my principles. Like I don't think that's that accurate. You know, like I don't think people fight against like what I think all that often. I don't find that I'm like idealistic to a fault. I uh, I honestly don't understand what that means. So it basically means like I want things to be perfect and like people will be like, oh, well, it can't be that way. Yeah, I think you're like that. We literally had that conversation just like a few minutes ago. Yeah, but not to the point where it's like. Like, we'll, we'll never fight, but I think that's just, like, our personalities. But I, I do feel like sometimes you want things planned out. And, like, I try to go in there not to, like, ruin your, like, confidence in the matter. But I'm, I, like, I keep saying, hey, don't stick to plans because plans never work out. So even we were just recently talking about kids and she's just like, I'm going to have kids. I have to have kids. I'm like, well, how do you know you're going to have kids? She's like, I have to have kids. I'm like, that's not something you can plan. I want to put it out into the universe in case the whole manifestation thing is a thing. Yeah. And I, yeah, no, I completely see where you're coming from. I'm just saying we're two different like personality mindsets where, yeah, you definitely like things the way you like them. Yeah. And then um, I, I, I come and stomp all over that and mm-hmm. say, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. Every time I ask Meg to something, like, in the future, she's like, I don't plan. I'm like, it's not planning. I'm not saying June 8th of 2022, <laughs> like, you need to do this. I'm just saying, in the future, do you think you're going to do it? She's like, I don't know. I don't plan. I'm like, I'm not asking for specifics. I'm just having a uh, fucking conversation. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> I'm so, I don't like to plan because my, my mind shifts so much. So, like... Tomorrow, I could think that, oh, I really want to do this. And literally the day after that and be like, eh, fuck, who cares about that? I want to do this now. I'm like a kid with a new toy. Like, I'm just like, I get a new toy. I get so excited. And the next day I get a new toy and I'm even more excited. And it's just, yeah. It's sometimes so frustrating. So I like ask me to be like, hey, like over Christmas, do you want to like go on a trip? And she's like, I don't know. I can't plan. I'm like, but this is literally just asking if you want to do can't. I can't plan that far ahead because we're in what? In July. And then I don't know what's going to happen in December. I don't know. You have to plan in advance. I don't know if COVID's going to be done by then. I don't know if I'm sleep barring COVID. I might die by then. I might be pregnant by then. I have no idea what's going to happen. So yeah, that that's where we differ. This is why you have to plan for things. <laughs> so you're like, I can't get pregnant. I'm going on a trip. But like, next se- next weakness. My second thing is I'm too selfless. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you give too much of yourself, Lisa. It says protagonists can bury themselves in their hopeful promises, <laughs> other people's problems as their own, and striving hard to meet their word. If they aren't careful, they can spread themselves too thin and be left unable to help anyone. <laughs> wow, I get too involved in people's problems. Who would have thunk it? Yeah, that's pretty... That sounds yeah, right. That's so accurate. Like, <laughs> I never think that I... Well, actually... This might sound like like really dumb, but I don't think I have like my own prop like I have problems, like I'm human, but I don't have like it's not very often in my life I'm like fighting with a friend or like have issues with family. Like I don't have those issues. So I feel like I need to like know what's going on in everybody else's life. You so like I have the something drama. interesting that's going on. You like to hear the tea? Yeah, because I never have anything of my own, which is how I like it. I like my life being very drama free, but I'm very invested in other people's lives, mm-hmm. you know? And then I get too involved. 
So I'm like, oh, I can help with that. I can do that. I can do whatever, you know, like if you need help with anything, I'm like, oh, I can help. Like, just let me know. I can be there. Let me help you with this. Let me do this for you. I can do this, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Just because like I need to help, you know? I think that's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the next one is also. I could see it on her computer. This is so accurate. <laughs> I'm too sensitive. <laughs> While receptive to criticism, which I know I'm very bad at taking criticism, it's something I'm working on with my therapist. <laughs> Seeing it as a tool for leading a better team, it's easy for protagonists to take too little, too much to heart. Their sensitivity to others means that protagonists sometimes feel problems that aren't their own and try to fix things they can't fix, worrying if they're doing enough. Wow, it's almost like that relates to exactly what I just said about myself. Yeah. (laughs) It is something I'm working on. I'm trying not to be as sensitive and I'm trying to think like, oh, they didn't mean it that way or they're not doing anything to hurt you. Like, you're, you're taking it too seriously. Like, just relax. Like, can you just relax for two seconds? I really, I literally have to talk to myself, like talk myself down. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, like I have to like have a conversation with myself, like, oh, like this person didn't mean it that way or they're not doing that to hurt you or like you're taking it the wrong way. Like I have to con- like convince myself everything is fine. Oh, I'm the complete opposite of you. Oh. <laughs> I give everybody the benefit of the doubt for the oh, most part. Yeah. No, every, it, like it's something that I'm working on, but like I definitely, that's definitely accurate. Well, me. I think that's awesome that at least you're self-aware and you know that it's something you have to work on. That's great. It's been a 2020 realization. Perfect. And that's not my vision. That's the year. Perfect. That, that helps you. Uh, that helps you grow as a person. It's it's getting there. It, you, you, it's realizing just in general, realizing it and just being self aware of something. I think that that just takes a lot of energy in itself. And then to work on fixing it. Mm-hmm. Hell. Hell yeah. You need a lot of energy for that. That energy is fueled by cold brew. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. Thanks, Starbucks. <laughs> uh, fluctuating self esteem. This is also pretty accurate. Protagonists define their self-esteem by whether they are able to live up to their ideals and sometimes ask for criticism more out of insecurity than out of confidence, always wondering what they could do better. If they fail to meet a goal or help someone they said they've helped, their self-confidence would undoubtedly plummet. I think that's also really accurate for me, too. Mm -hmm. My self-esteem is up and down all over the place constantly, depending on what's being talked about in regards to my self-esteem. I really think this is pretty accurate. Yeah. I mean, I I can't put my input on this because self-esteem is just what's inside, right? So yeah. it's how you feel about yourself. It's so. why it's self-esteem. Exactly. It's for yourself. It's not people-esteem. People-esteem. <laughs> Sounds like a train engine. <laughs> uh, and then struggle to make tough decisions. Yes. Oh, yeah. I would think so for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm super, super indecisive. Yeah. Standing in the chip aisle is too much decision-making for me. <laughs> Even like, I was going to say, even ask Magda, but she's right here. She can tell you herself. Uh, yes. <laughs> if I have like a big life decision or something that I need to like decide. I don't ask Magda for her opinion. I just talk it to her. Yeah. But it's it's not just with me. I've noticed this like when it comes to tough decisions, you you don't just like sit down and figure it out. You're someone who needs to talk it out and, mm-hmm. with a lot of people. Yeah. Like you like getting people's perspective on like tough decisions that you have because i think i could everybody brings like a little bit different to something and then at that point i feel like i have enough information to make my own decision yeah um but it says if caught between a rock and a hard place protagonists can be stricken with paralysis imagine all the consequences of their action especially if those consequences consequences are humanitarian 
wow, it's almost like I have anxiety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome to my brain. <laughs> We've got struggle to make decisions. It's fluctuating self-esteem, too sensitive, too selfless, and over-idealistic. Wow, that almost is the exact definition of someone with anxiety and depression. Is, it, is that you? That's me. There you go. <laughs> I guess this is accurate. That's me in a nutshell. <laughs> Okay, let me share my um, weaknesses, which I think are also very on point, which is kind of scary. Poor practical skills. (laughs) So when it comes to conceiving ideas and starting projects, especially involving other people's campaigners have exceptional talent. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, their skill with upkeep, (laughs) administration, and follow through on these projects struggle. Without more hands-on people to help push day-to-day things along, campaigners' ideas are likely to remain just that, ideas. So I kind of agree with this and kind of don't. So I come up with ideas constantly. There's so much I want to do in, in my life. And it's just like idea after idea after idea after idea. And yeah, I, I am very bad with like practical skills. Like I, it's hard for me sometimes to cha- to turn those ideas into um, like an actual thing. However, I have done it. Like I own my own business. Um, I have a few other businesses that I've already done by myself. However, it does take me a while to get it going. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think yeah. that you're very much like you have lots of ideas, but you just need a little a little push to do things. Yeah. Or yeah. like I think like especially like with the podcast specifically because we do that together. Yeah. Um, that like we come up with ideas together, and you do come up with a lot of ideas. Where I'm more of a the doer, and you're yeah. more of the idea. I'm like, okay, let's do this, and you're like, I have eight more ideas. I'm like, okay, but let's do this one first. Like, but I have another ten. <laughs> let's do this. Just let's do something. Stop yeah. talking. Yeah, yeah. I I think that is fairly accurate. Not hundred percent, like maybe eighty percent, because I have done a lot by yeah. myself. Like I have turned in, um, I like I have a very big business with like. A, with us a storefront like i i did that um she's a business bitch yeah so i i am like business oriented and but yeah sometimes i do i have so many ideas that i just like either forget about some ideas that i had or just like there's too much going on and then i just like overwork myself and then i sleep so (laughs) (laughs) she's like a cat she's like too much is happening i need to nap (laughs) that's my life uh second one find it difficult to focus Yes. (laughs) Thanks. Well, I mean, like, I will be talking to you and you'll be like, I'll "Uh zone out. And you'll just be on your phone. I'll zone out. And then I'll have to repeat myself and be like, this one is important. Look at me. Just look at me. Two seconds. You're like a baby getting a photo taken. Yeah. I I self-proclaim myself as being someone who has ADHD. But the more and more I like research it and learn about it, like the more I actually do think I have some form of it. I'm not... I want to be rude and just be like, oh, I self-diagnosed myself because there are people who deal with this. I should go to the doctors and actually figure it out. However, I know there's something wrong. There's something wrong because even my coworkers have said it before. Like, we'll literally be in the middle of a conversation and I'll turn around and walk away while Mm -hmm. they're still talking. And I have no idea if the conversation has ended, uh, what we were talking about. I like, I daydream so much. Um... With everything like that. I think that's why I have such a hard time reading books, too, because I like reading books and it's just it takes me so long to get into it because I'll be reading a paragraph and I'm daydreaming of something. You need to practice more active listening. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) But yeah, I'll be like completely daydreaming or uh, this is actually really, really bad. I'll be driving the car and I'll start at one point and get to another point and I have no idea how I got there. Like I'm daydreaming while I'm driving. It's just like 
I don't like my natural instinct of like the roads and everything steps in. But there are times where I don't know if like, did I just run a red light? I have no idea. I don't even know if I was in the car. Like I daydream so much. So, so. I'm going to drive from now on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is, yeah. So what it says is campaigners are natural explorers of interpersonal connection and philosophy. But this backfires when what needs to be done is that TPS reports sitting right in front of them. It's hard for campaigners to maintain interests as tasks drift towards routine administrative matters and away from broader concepts. That's why I can't work in an office. I'm not a big fan of working in office. I can't. Either. I can't. Oh, God. It, it, oh, okay. The monotony of it is so, so annoying. I need, yeah, I need something different and I need to constantly be moving. Um, next one. Overthink things. Yes. yes. I don't I don't show it. I don't want people to think I overthink things, but I take things to heart sometimes and I overthink things a lot. Um, so campaigners don't take things as face values. They look for underlying motives and even the simplest of things. It's not uncommon for campaigners to campaigners to lose a bit of sleep asking themselves why someone did what they did, what it might mean and what to do about it. So I have a little story of something that happened yesterday that actually story. Yeah, so I was at a birthday party yesterday. And um, I met a few new people and we were just like all sitting on the couch talking. And then I could feel the energy shift. Like I could tell you, I, I made a comment about Beyonce. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that people took her that, that seriously. But yeah, people really like her. Anyways, I made a comment about Beyonce that I like Rihanna more than I like Beyonce. And I could feel the energy in the room shift. And these two girls that were there completely ignored me. And just like completely... I said anything and they would look away and we were talking in a group and they would purposely look away from me. And I took that to heart because I had no idea what I did. Apparently they just really love Beyonce. But that's the thing. I don't know if it was a Beyonce thing or if I did something or like, it's just like the dumbest things that I overthink. And then like, I was messaging my friend. I'm just like, I think maybe I did. I said this or, oh no, I said this or I said this. And she's like, stop it. It doesn't matter. I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what I did. Well, you'll probably never see those people again. It's not a huge deal. I don't know. But yeah, I... I overthink things a lot and I lose sleep a Isn't lot. Rihanna better than Beyonce? Yeah. Unpopular opinion. I don't know. I just... Yeah. I, don't. I mean, I could take either or leave either of them, to be totally honest. I'm just kind of indifferent about yeah. both. But that's the, that's the thing. I don't know if that's what I said or if I said something else or if I was being racist or um, if I was just being obnoxious or like, I have no idea. And then I just overthink things a lot. A lot. That's why I don't sleep very well. Well, you'll never know the answer, I guess, so... One more thing to add to your inability to sleep today. Yeah. No, today mama's having a nice glass of wine. I need to sleep. I have not slept in three days. You can sleep in tomorrow. I'm very tired. But tomorrow's Monday. Maybe not. No, I don't get to sleep in tomorrow. That's uh. okay. I never sleep in anyways. Uh, next one. Get stressed easily. Wow. <laughs> we just saw that happen. You're getting stressed over literally nothing. I'm literally stressed over nothing. Okay, so yes, this is um, all this overthinking isn't just for your own benefit. Campaigners, especially turbulent ones, which I am a turbulent one, are very sensitive and care deeply about others' feelings. Wow, okay. Rihanna or Beyonce. <laughs> a consequence of their popularity is that others often look to them for guidance and help, which takes time, and it's easy to see why campaigners sometimes get overwhelmed, especially when they can't say yes to every request. Um, yeah, I'm definitely a yes man. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I'm a yes man. And then I overbook myself and overwork myself and then, I, yeah, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Okay, well, that was accurate. Um, highly emotional. I, I am very highly emotional, but I wouldn't say that I'm highly emotional to my own problems. I'm very highly emotional to other people's problems. Yeah. Yes. 
I've, I'm, I'm an empath and like if others cry, I immediately cry with them. Like, I don't know why it's annoying, but it's my favorite. It's, it's, it's so stupid. I can't sit through any Disney movie without crying. Oh my God. It's so funny. Make to cry is like Kim Kardashian. And it's my favorite thing. Uh, although it's I don't so have Botox, fun. so not fully like her. No, but it's so funny. It's such a mean thing for me to like, but it's so funny. <laughs> I can't help uh. it. Okay, so it says, while emotional expression is healthy and natural with campaigners, even viewing it as a core part of their identity, which I do see it as, yeah, uh, it can come out strongly enough to cause problems for this personality type, particularly when under stress, criticism, or conflict, campaigners can experience emotional bursts that are counterproductive at best. Um, I can handle criticism pretty well, I think. I, I don't like conflict. I try to avoid conflict as much as possible. And, oh, with the criticism thing, it depends who it's coming from. It, it could be literally coming from Santa Claus, and I don't like criticism. No, like, if I if I have, if I respect the person and I value their opinion, I will listen to what they have to say. Uh, if I have absolutely no respect for a person, oh, uh, you fucking, no, 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 you are not criticizing me, which was a lot of issues I had with my last uh, relationship. Yeah. I, I did not respect him one bit. And anything he said, I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> you did not say that. Um, and then independent to a fault. Campaigners loathe being micromanaged and restrained by heavy-handed rules. Very true. They want to be seen as highly independent masters of their own faith, even possessors of an altruistic wisdom that goes beyond draconian law. The, the challenge for campaigners is that they live in a world of checks and balances, a pill they are not happy to swallow. That's very true. I hate being controlled. I hate it. I hate having like right now the I live with people and having to say where I'm going at what time I'm going to be home and whether I've eaten. Um, just I, I hate it. Just let me do what I want to do. I'll figure it out. I hate it. I think in the past... Um, I was still independent, but I, like I asked people to help me out with stuff. Like I would ask you, hey, can you book my dentist appointment for me? I'd still do it. <laughs> Again, I am selfless and will help. <laughs> so like I would ask people for help, but uh, I feel like I am fairly independent. I do not rely on absolutely anyone. Like if I were to be just thrown out right now in the middle of the forest, I would be able to handle myself. And that is me. Um, yeah, I think those are pretty I accurate. Think pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, they really hit the nail on the head. Yeah, fun, fun times. Fun times, good times. Okay, now we get into the things I don't like to talk about, which is your relationships. <gasps> romantic relationships. I love romantic relationships. It makes me so sad. Why? Because I want it right now. Oh, you see, you can't plan stuff like this. It's going to happen when it's going to happen. I plan my whole life. <laughs> I live by my planner. I'm one of those people that has like a, like a journal planner and I write in it. I plan. This should be what's in here. <laughs> okay. Do you want to share your romantic relationships? Yes. It says a quote in here that like I really agree with, even if it's not even related to romantic relationships. It says I'm a slow walker, but I will never walk back. And I'm like, ooh, yes. I take a lot of a long time to do things that are important to me, but I never go backwards. I'm a forward I, thinker. That's a good quality to have. I think so. I like it. Um, okay, so for romantic relationships, it says people who share the protagonist personality type feel most at home when they're in a relationship, and few types are more eager to establish a loving commitment with their chosen partners. Wow. Like, I haven't mentioned eight times in this podcast already that I want a relationship. <laughs> I had no idea. 
Protagonists take dating relationships seriously, selecting partners with an eye towards the long haul rather than the more casual approach that might be expected from some types in the explorer role group. There is really no greater joy for protagonists than to help along the goals of someone they care about and in the interweaving lives in a committed relationship represents the perfect opportunity to do just that. I think that's so accurate to me. Like, yes, I want to have a long-term relationship. I want to be with somebody that I can, like, help to their goals and, like, they can help me to mine. Like, I want, like, a, like the true definition of a partner, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what I want. It says they're intuitive. Oh, my gosh, I can't speak. They're intuitive trait helps them to keep up with the rapidly shifting moods that are common, common in early relationships but protagonists will still rely on conversations about their mutual feelings, checking the pulse of the relationship by asking how things are and if there's anything else they can do. While this can still help keep conflict, which protagonists abhor, to a minimum, they also risk being overly or being overbearing or needy. Protagonists should keep in mind that sometimes the only thing that's wrong is being asked what's wrong too often. Protagonists don't need much to be happy, just to know that their partner is happy. And for their partner to express that happiness through visible affection. Making their goals come to fruition is often the chiefest concern for protagonists, and they will spare no effort in helping their partner to live their dream. If they aren't careful, though, protagonists' quest for their partner's satisfaction can leave them neglecting their own needs, and it's important for them to remember to express those needs on occasion, especially early on. I think that's pretty accurate to me. I think, like, even in my friendships... For the most part, I'm always like, how can I help you be better or towards your goals or like whatever you're doing? How can I help with that? Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably even going to be even more in like a relationship relationship, right? Yeah. So I think yeah, I can see accurate. that. Also, yes, I am eager to establish a loving commitment with my chosen partner. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> I should put that on my forehead. Looking for someone to establish a loving commitment with a chosen partner. (laughs) Yes, I think this is very accurate towards me. Mm -hmm. But I might have just projected that into the questions. Or my answers, I mean. Right? Um, Well, yeah, you can technically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's something that you might want to see in yourself, but don't actually have those qualities. But it really just... Why I like this test, it literally, like, I get to dive deep into your psychology like this is what you think of yourself yes so yeah it's cool which is accurate because i tell everybody and their fucking mom Mm -hmm. that i'm i'm ready to be in a relationship yeah just in case i I definitely know that (laughs) okay what's your say um my romantic relationship when it comes to relationship, there's hardly anyone around who is more excited than campaigners to share their uh, share with their partners the bounty of ideas and eye-opening experience that life has to offer. For people with the campaigner personality type, relationships are a joyous process of mutual explora- exploration ima- and imagination, a chance to connect with another soul. Campaigners take their relationships seriously and are known for their uninhibited and unshakable devotion to the people to whom they've committed their hearts to. Um, yeah. I think that's about that's about right, which I, there's a positive and a negative in this because, like, I I see myself as a relationship type of person. I love being in relationships. Like, I, I just feel myself, like, I feel like my self-esteem is higher when I know there's somebody there with me. Yeah. Which sounds kind of bad. No. But, like, you know, I get to share my, my 
world with a partner. So definitely that. Um, sorry. Then the uninhibited and unshakable devotion to people to whom they've committed their hearts to. I am definitely very committed to a fault, I think, because people shit on me so much sometimes and I still take it. And I, I, I'm learning how to not take that and like to cut people off, but I've never in my life cut somebody off. So it's hard because I feel like I'm the problem if there's like an issue. So I feel like, yeah, I stay devoted to people that I probably shouldn't stay devoted to. So yeah, I guess that could be a negative. I get that. Yeah. Um, in the dating phase of campaigners can be said to tolerate such a formal process to begin with. They will show these qualities by showering their new flames with affection and will do everything they can to build a strong relationship by demonstrating their devotion and reliability by, by whatever means available. Yeah, I think that's pretty, that's pretty accurate. Even when it comes to like, um, just flirting with people, I'm not one of those people who will roast someone or make fun of someone in like, a no, not at the beginning. Oh. Like once I'm like comfortable and friends with you, hell like, yeah. That's your main yeah. communication. No, no, no. But when it comes to like courting someone, I guess, um, I'm deaf. Yeah. <laughs> that's such a big word. Yay, go me. Somebody. Uh, um, I'm someone who, um will make someone feel really good about themselves. Like, oh, you look so good. Oh, I like that beard on you. Ooh, you look so good in a hat. I like that beard yeah. on Oh, you're you. so funny. Like, I'm one of those people that will try to pump you up as much as possible. So um, I guess that's the type of affection. Pump their ego. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I pump their ego for sure at first. Mm -hmm. And then I take it all away by roasting them. <laughs> um, all the way. <laughs> once I get comfortable. So um, also what I found really funny was uh, people with campaigner personality type express these ideas sexually. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't read that far into mine. I don't think it says it in there anyways. <laughs> I don't think that's my thing. Let me go back. Does it say anything about any sexualness? No. Emotions. Yeah, that sounds way more accurate. No. Long, loving, happy, passionate relationships. Oh, this is kind of sad. Protagonists are known to be dependable lovers, perhaps more interested in routine and stability than spontaneity in their sex lives, but always dedicated to the selfless satisfaction of their partner. Wow. It makes it sound like I'm never going to come for the rest of my life. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why did that sound so gross? <laughs> oh, that's sad. Oh, oh, that's can't wait to get in a relationship now. Oh, this is kind of a bad thing, too, for relationships. It says their spontaneity makes it hard to stay focused on their end goal of a long-term relationship. If their partners aren't able to reciprocate these acts of excitement and devotion, campaigners will likely end up feeling unhappy and misunderstood. We're literally the opposites. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> Fuck. Which is why, like, in the past few episodes, you're like, do you know how I'm looking for a man and she's looking for a boy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense because you're like... You know, long -term. steady, long-term, which I also like long-term. Like, my last relationship was eight years. Like, I... That's long. Very long. Like, I like long, too, but I need someone who's, like, childish a little bit. Like, they have, like, their child, their children at hearts. Like... Yeah. Let's go be stupid together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Friendship. Friendships. Friendships. You've got a friend in me. I feel like this one we're going to be able to, like... Really? actually talk yeah, about yeah because um i don't know if megda knows this but we're best friends 
I remind her all the time and she just rolled her eyes at me. But I'm like, <laughs> bitch, I labeled you. Take your label. Go with it. I'm so glad that you it guys can't in, see me rolling my eyes. It said in my last thing for romantic relationships that I need validation. And I get that in the form of an eye roll. So I'll take I, it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go. When it comes to friendships, protagonists are anything but passive. <laughs> While their personality types may accept the circumstantial highs and lows of friendship, their feelings waxing and waning with the times, protagonists will put active effort into maintaining these connections, viewing them as substantial and important, not something to let slip away through laziness or inintention. People with protagonist personality types take genuine pleasure in getting to know other people and have no trouble talking with people of all types and modes of thought. Even in disagreement, other perspectives are fascinating to protagonists. Though, like most people, they connect best with individuals who share their, pr- their principles and ideals, and the types in diplomat and analysis role groups are best able to explore protagonist viewpoints with them, which are simply too idealistic for most. It is with these closest friends that protagonists will truly open up, keeping their many other connections in the realms of lighthearted but genuine support and encouragement. Others truly value protagonist friends, appreciate the warmth, kindness, and sincere optimism and cheer they bring to the table. Protagonists want to be able to be best friends as possible, (laughs) and it shows how they work to find out not just the superficial interests of their friends, but their strengths, passion, hopes, and dreams. Nothing makes protagonists happier than see people they care about do well, and they are more than happy to take their own time and energy to make it happen. Boom. Literally oh, every, my ear. everything I've literally said in the last like 20 some odd minutes <laughs> where I'm like, you need help? I'll help you. You need this? I'll help you. Tell me your goals. What are your dreams? What do you want to do in the next two years? Let me help you achieve these things in literally two paragraphs about me and friendships. This is extremely accurate to me. There you go. Boom. Yeah, I yeah. think I, I could see that in you. Yeah, you're definitely, like, open to helping people. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, like, genuine and sincere about it. You're not just, like, let me help this person so that later I can, like, say that I helped them and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I think you just do it because you truly just like helping other people. So, yeah, I can see that. I also think that there's, like, a part that says, like, you have, like, close, like, best friendships. Mm-hmm. And then you have other ones that are more, like, lighthearted friends, mm-hmm. which I think I really agree with. I'm more of the type of person that has, like, like a few, like, very, very, very close friends. Mm-hmm. And then just, like, people you follow on Instagram kind of, like, friendships, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, your friends and, like, every once in a while, like, you'll go for coffee with them, like, once a year or whatever. Oh, my God. Like, once a year? Once a year. Check up on your friends. People are busy, okay? I've respond to your Instagram stories. You know, like, it's not, like, a lot of investment in that friendship mm-hmm. because, one, I don't want to get hurt by people. So, like, oh, there's a little bit of a, a little bit about me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I rather have, like, a few close friends that, like, know a lot about me, know what I'm going through. Like, I could talk to them about anything kind of friendships than have, like, a million friends that know little bits about my life. Yeah, actually, to, like, expand on that a little bit, um, we have, like, different perspectives on this. And, like, what Lisa says that she's, like, scared of getting hurt so she doesn't have that many, like, she has, like, a few really close friends and the other ones are just kind of acquaintances. 
Um, I'm a little different in that point where like I do have like my really close friends that I go to with everything, but I, I feel like some people are just put in your life to just, you know, be there for like, there's a reason for it. Even if it's just like a month, two months, three years, and then it just, you know, you go your separate ways. It's nothing to be scared of. There's a reason for why that person was in your life, right? Yeah. So I kind of agree. Like, I agree in that part where like there's friends that are there for like certain reasons for a certain amount of time. I've yeah. definitely had people who I thought were closer friends than they were and then were only there for like for a year or two and then things waned or like I had to cut off the friendship for like my own mental health or like whatever, right? Yeah. So I do agree with that and I think that might be why I try to keep people who I either don't feel as close to or like we don't have like a longer history with like a little bit more at arm's length. Like they're more superficial friendships. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that might change as I get older because when I feel like when I was younger, I had more friendships, but they were more superficial friendships. And as I get older, it's more like, tell me about your dreams and passions, you know, a little bit more deep. Yeah. But, deep, baby. Deep. But not too deep, you know. It takes a lot to get to the deep. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. But I think this is pretty accurate. I th- will pretty much help anybody if they need anything. Yeah. Even if we're superficial friends or very, like, very close friends. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, I think this is pretty accurate. Okay, let me, let me share my friendships. So, as friends, com- campaigners are cheerful and supportive, always sharing and developing ideas and staying open-minded. Taking in others' thoughts and feelings, this warmth and sincerity makes people with the campaigner's personality type masters of drawing people out of their shells as... And as a result, they tend to have huge circles of friends. Um, I don't think I have huge circles of friends. I don't, I don't know. I do. You think I have huge circles of friends? I think you have like a lot of different friends in different groups. groups. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess so. Um, I think I am good at drawing people out of their shell. I, I feel like people trust me. I guess, and, like, they're able to open up to me. And I'm also not someone who will judge you at all. Like, you can literally tell me you went and, like, murdered someone, and I'll ask you, like, well, like, what happened? Like, why did you do that? Like, I <laughs> like I try to figure out, like, why someone did, like, I don't know. I find it interesting. Like, I don't judge people for what they do. So I do feel like people confide in me a lot. Also, I don't, um, I don't share secrets. So maybe that's why. I don't know. Like, your own secrets or other people's secrets? Other people's secrets. No. I don't share. I forget other people's secrets instantly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, that's crazy. And then that's you just it. forget. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't share other people's secrets. So that's another thing. Like maybe that's why people are like able to get out of their shell. I don't know. But I have noticed that like people do come and like tell me things. So um, I feel like I stay pretty open minded. Like I'm not that closed off. Yeah. Sometimes I could be ignorant and have like my own thoughts that are hard to move. But for the most part, like if you explain it to me, like I'll get it. She'll get it eventually. Yeah. Uh, To continue that, more outgoing types will naturally gravitate towards them, but campaigners will also go to great lengths and be surprisingly persistent in their efforts to get to know more reserved personalities. Their ability to tune into others and speak their language with that characteristic infectious enthusiasm helps them in their endeavors. Um, And the allure of mystery that reserved types, especially introverted intuitives, bring to the table will keep campaigners intrigued for years. These personality types may never be able to reciprocate the breadth 
of human interest that campaigners present, but they do appreciate campaigners' efforts. What? <laughs> I don't know. You kind of lost me halfway through. I, I lost myself. You're a breath of fresh air. That's kind of what I got <laughs> by the end. Um, <laughs> so more outgoing types will naturally gravitate to, towards me. I Yeah, I can see that. I, I think even... it depends on, like, what you're doing, you know? Because if you... <laughs> Bruno, shut up. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> if you're, like, pre-coffee, you know, you're not going to attract, like, the woo people, you know? But I think if you're in, like, party mode, yeah. I think the more outgoing people are, like, that bitch looks fun, you know? Yeah. For the most part. I think, yeah, outgoing people usually gravitate towards me. I, I mean, I just look at, like, my sister. She's extremely, like, outgoing and, like, we do really well together. Yes. So. I mean, y'all fight well together. Me and her never fight. Okay, not fight. Maybe fight. My definition of fight and your definition of fight are different. But, like, y'all bicker well together. But, like, that sibling bickering. Yeah, it's more just to, like, get under each other's skin. But it's yes. not, that's not, I don't see that as fighting at all. Because at the end of it, we just giggle. Yeah. So. And to me, I'm like, he all stop fighting. <laughs> okay, so I have no idea what I just read. So I'm not even going to expand on that. Um, so let's go to the next part. Uh, but campaigners' interest in others can be a double-edged sword. This pure idealism, idealism comes with certain expectations. And too often, campaigners hold their friends in an unrealistic light expecting them to keep up with the constant flow of ideas and experiences that they consider integral to life. Yeah. Yeah. I get extremely aggravated with people who just like can't keep up with me. Like I'm, I'm speaking to you and you're not understanding what I'm saying. It's like, I'm not repeating myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if that's what it means, then yeah, I'm definitely like that. Um, yeah. Campaigners put their whole hearts into their friendships and it can come out as a shock for them to find out that their friends aren't that flawless titans that they believe them to be. Whether it's simply social fatigue or a focus on physical and practical instead of the mystical, people with the campaigner personality type can find themselves disappointed by what they see as a lack of substance beneath the surface. I agree with that. I agree with that too. Yeah. Why do you agree with that? Just like from past friendships, like if you were like friends with somebody and they just all of a sudden turned out not to be the person that you thought that they were, it was kind of like, oh, it's like a, like, it's like an ick factor for for guys, right? Oh, really? I don't see myself like that at all. No? Nope. Because, like, even if people just... I find out that they're not who they were, uh, for the most part, like, I still see the positive in, as to, like, why we were friends. Or at least internally, that's what I think. Um, but, yeah, I do get pissed off with people who, like, get fatigued. Yeah, it aggravates me. If someone can't keep up, like... Um, with something I'm doing, I, yeah, I, I tend to get a little aggravated. It's like, well, I can do it. Why can't you do it? And sometimes I need to like step out and just be like, not everyone's me. Not everyone could be like me. So people have different paces. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I could see that, that, that definitely irks me. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to our personality episode of foods, dudes, and moods. Hopefully you got a little bit more information about us, found us some stuff that was interesting about us. And maybe now you guys will go and do the 16 personality test. And please, 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 please send us DMs of what you are. If you think that's accurate. If you think that it's all bullshit. Let us know. We're interested to see what you guys think about it. Um, We obviously really like it and think it's interesting to see 
kind of what your brain thinks about you. So thanks for listening. Catch us on the next episode. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at foods.dudes.moods. And if you're listening from Apple, please leave us a rating and a review. We'd love to hear from you. Hope you guys are having a great day. Bye.